you young Christians, come, come. If you have not, if you walk with the Lord for a year or less, I really want you to come. If you've walked with the Lord for a year or less, come. Don't delay. A year or less. Is that y'all? A year or less? No? Right here. Sweet. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you for this man. Thank you for what you're doing in his life. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, there's a hunger, Lord. There's anointing. It's like one that's been called out of Egypt. And it's like, uh, if I'm hearing the Lord right, it's like, you're not familiar with the tabernacle of meetings and all the religious things that have been of old. Because it's like a new season of what God's walking you through. Yes, yes. And it's almost like you're free of the trappings of an old wineskin. Jesus. Fill him, Lord. Fill him. There's, there's things that God has for you, brother, that your eye has not seen, your ear has not heard. And it's like, uh, you know, it's like always things at a distance. Yeah, that whole God stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But to the Lord, it's like there's an influence that he's going to give you with people. And they're not church people, brother. Because that's where, that's where this message needs to go. Because you know how to speak the language. You know, you're not, you're not encumbered with the trappings of quote-unquote church. Yep. Let signs and wonders be a major mark of this guy's ministry. Words of knowledge and prophetic words and gifts of healing. Let this guy see miracles. Yep, yep. Let him see it, Lord. Because it's not about your ability. It's about the one who dwells in you, my friend. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to tell you what I see. If I'm wrong, I'll just tell me to go to decaf coffee, okay? But it's like, I see you with a culture of people that are tatted to the gills. I mean, there's a culture. I mean, it's like whatever that lifestyle is involving, but it's like, you know what? They're just not beating the door to come to church. So the church is going to come to them and that's you. That's you. Because you're going to know how to speak because you'll be a representation of the one who sends you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Man, let this man's tongue be fire. I see a sword coming out of your mouth when you speak. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Because you're, you're free of the... You're, you're, when I say you're free of the trappings, it's, it's not religiousness. It's just the reality of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Even more, Lord. Even more for this guy. And what you're doing in him and his wife. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I will tell you this is that I see you providing an umbrella for your wife to flourish. She trusts you. You've won her heart. And under when I say under your umbrella, I mean you, you're the head. You're the leadership. That doesn't mean you dominate. But her gifts are really going to flourish because you're, you're, not, you're not intimidated or threatened or going to feel like, well, what if she does this better than me? Because that's not it. You're one flesh. Because there's things that God has in store for that young lady that as, as, a, as a couple, there's great power. Great power. 
That's right. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes.
this is not in conference. He says, I want you to encourage these people. This is an encounter. You, th- that's what this is. We can erase conference off the card. You know, this is, this is, you've come t- this tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, and it is not snowing in Jesus name. It's not going to hijack our, our service on Saturday. And, and, uh, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> anyway, you're going to encounter Jesus. Amen. And be those new wineskins ready for him to pour into. And so, you know, we've got these pieces of paper and who cares, right? Amen. Anyway, um, we're not going to take an offering in this service, but if you feel like you want to give to help, um, just help so we can do this again and again, we do have giving boxes out in the foyer and you can also text to, you can go to mygoodnews.church and give online as well. Um, there's also a text to give, but I, I know you, you text I don't know. Don't even ask me. 77977. Um, I know that's the number. Anyway, um, I just want to give a little, just a few um, thoughts about what's going to happen. We have tonight, tomorrow morning, we start at 9.30 a.m. again with some worship. Jeff will be back to speak to us. We're going to have lunch. If you signed up to come, but you didn't register, if you registered to come, but you didn't sign up for lunch, bring a lunch bag. Okay. It's okay. We still want you to come, but you may have to bring your lunch. So, um, make sure if you come and that's for tomorrow and Saturday, if you, if you didn't register for a lunch, we still want you to come just bring something to eat along with you. Hopefully we'll have leftovers, you know, five loaves and two fish could feed 5,000. So, you know, we're believing for miraculous things. We're looking for testimonies of what God is doing in hearts and lives of people, even here tonight, tomorrow, the next day. Anyway, um, lunch tomorrow. After that, we'll be having our prophetic round table. If you don't know what that is, it's, I've invited 14 people from across the region is from council bluffs to, um, grand Island. And we've been praying for about the last 30 days and asking God, what do you see over the church in this region? And, and we're just going to be sharing that you're welcome to eat lunch, listen, and then we'll pull it all together with some prayer at the end. So anyway, that's the schedule for tonight and tomorrow, Saturday morning, again, nine 30, we'll start again, Saturday morning, nine 30, followed by some breakout sessions, lunch, and then we'll have Corey Russell at one and at six 30 PM. And again, all three services on Sunday. Um, Did I go through? See, you can read it too, right up there. So um, you've kind of already got introduced to our guest. If you don't know Jeff Kaiser, um, I don't know that he needs any more introduction other than this man knows Jesus. He's a pastor of Harvest Church here in Omaha. He travels internationally, um, just doing Bible teaching. He's an incredible man of God. And we call you friend tonight and we're glad to have you. So Jeff, would you come on? We know he's got more for us tonight. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I guess you Well, praise the Lord. Man, what an honor to be here with you and uh, to be with people that are hungry for Jesus. You know, it's like when I gave my life to him, he changed everything. And uh, there was no turning back. And I'm thankful. Praise God. You know, we, we have this expectation because we say that God is a God of order. So therefore, we're going to sing too fast and three slow, and then there might be a tongue, there might be an interpretation, and then you're going to get a three-point sermon, and we're going to pat each other on the back and say, praise God, wasn't that good church? But really, what changes? Because what happens is that if I come to you three weeks later and I say, what did I preach on three weeks ago? You're going to go, uh, 
Uh, true? It happens to all of us. The only reason I may know what I spoke on three weeks ago is because I spoke on it. But when we talk about coming together and coming together as a body and really what is church? And if you can ask 150 people, you're going to get 150 different ideas about what church is. Right? Now, in our culture, um, there's an expectation of what a Sunday morning is going to look like. You know, and I'm not saying these things are bad, and I'm not saying they're necessarily wrong. But how desperate are we for Jesus? We've got to be willing to let him. We, we often will say, oh, Lord, have your way. And what we're saying is, have your way in this 90 minutes that I'm going to give you on Sunday morning. And then I'm going to go do what I want when I get out of here, right? So we're people. That's what happens. Sheep are sheep. But I, I really believe that in this day, something else is required. And I'm going to ask you, where's the power? Where's the power in your life? Now, what I'm about to say, I say with, with really the love of Jesus. I, I, don't, I may not know you, but I can honestly say I love you because it's Christ in me. It's his love. And I tell my church all the time, you can't fake love and you can't fake unity. You just can't. And so when I say I love you, I'm saying this because these are the things I believe the Lord's put on my heart. Even like to, to say that passage out of Amos 5 tonight. Man, I was trembling. I'm like, take away from me. I'm not going to hear it. Not until you people get right with me. And I'm like, oh. Well, my, I have a greater fear of the Lord than I do of you. So no offense. <laughs> but someday I'm going to answer to him for everything that he calls me to do, right? But I, everything I do must be done in love. But when, I, when I'm asking you, where's the power in your life? We have the anointing. We have the Holy Spirit. And it's not some after effect and some ethereal force weaving through the universe. It's a person of the Godhead that has come to empower us and take the things that belong to Jesus and declare them to us. Right? And so I will declare... Well, that sounds really arrogant. I'm sorry. Not sorry. But... Normal Christianity is a life submitted under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, baptized in the Holy Spirit with fire. That's normal life. And in our culture, I'm not here to bash our culture. I'm just here to say something has to change. $50 billion a year is spent on the American church. And we are loaded down in pornography and addictions. And what impacts are we making into our communities? Something has to change. We have the power of the living God. The one who said, let there be light. And he said, listen, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. And he says, now I give you that authority to trample on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. Amen? Why don't we live like it? Oh, listen, you're supposed to still love me. That's what the Bible says. <laughs> right? But where's the power? Every day when you go out, do you have the power of the Holy Spirit? Do you have the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Are they stirred up and operating in you? Jesus isn't looking for your perfection, right? He's looking for your availability. And that means, well, today I'm going to get out of the boat and I'm going to stand on the water. I'm a little gravity friendly and I may sink, but he'll be there to rescue me. But I'm going to take the step of faith. My uh, cohort in crime, Burton, 
we go to coffee shops and then he does crazy stuff. Wait. <laughs> well, we were in a coffee shop one day. He likes to blame me for this, but I think it's completely unfounded myself. But we were supposed to meet uh, a couple of ladies. That meeting was, what, in the works for six months? And uh, we were sitting there and all of a sudden somebody comes in and he looks at me and he says, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I'm like, can't help it. God gives me a word for this lady. Heaven breaks out and it's, it's going on. And the, all of a sudden the manager, the owner comes in. It's like, I should have known it was you guys. <laughs> but listen, God has given it, made us his ambassadors to represent him and to, and to declare his kingdom everywhere that we go. Right? So normal life in Jesus. Now you may not all flow in words of knowledge. But whatever the gifting of the Holy Spirit is that God has given you, use it. Amen? The anointing is caught. It's not taught. And there's something about this. It says in 1 Corinthians 14 to earnestly desire, which almost means to lust after. Eagerly desire the gifts, especially that you may prophesy. So, I'm just a guy that said, okay, Lord, I'll take you at your word. Let's do it. So we'll go out to places, and I'm just asking, Lord, is there anybody you want to talk to? And there's always a risk. What if I get it wrong? And that's why people don't launch. They let fear. I'm like, okay, if I get it wrong, do you think God's going to smoke me with a lightning bolt? I doubt it. He's looking at our faith. And it's without faith, it's impossible to please him. And so you take, anybody seen the movie, What About Bob? Baby Steps baby stepping. And that's how it begins. You start developing them, working with the gift that God's given you. And he begins to expand on that. I was meeting with uh, my executive pastor in a coffee shop here a few months ago. And, and he's talking to me and the, I see this guy and the Lord starts giving me a word. And I'm like, well, hold on a second. Go over and I give this word. And his eyes got like this. He wasn't even a believer. And the guy that was with him was like, yeah. Well, I want to declare I'm not that good and I'm not that smart. So anything that happens is because of Jesus. He's the one that gets the glory. So I come back, sit down. We're talking. We're talking church business. I just happen to glance and I see a lady and the Lord downloads a word. Hold on. And I don't tell people I'm a pastor because all of a sudden that sometimes puts... Well, I just say, I'm a guy that loves Jesus, period. And give this word and she's got... I mean, she, it's like somebody stuck her with a cattle prod. It's like, yeah! She turned out to be a believer. Praise God. And then I sat down, and we're talking, and there was a lady just sitting right there, and then the Lord said, grab a pen and paper and start writing. Ooh. So I wrote down about a dozen things that the Lord had given me. And I thought, hold on. Hey, I'm just a guy that loves Jesus. Oh, please sit down. I sit down. I said, listen, there's some things that God put on my heart to share with you. She starts sobbing in this coffee shop. Turned out she was a pastor's wife. When she got up that morning, she told the Lord, if I don't hear from you, I'm leaving the ministry. I can't do this. Someone gave her a gift card to that coffee shop nine months prior. She'd never even been there. We were actually going to meet at a different coffee shop, but I felt like the Lord said, no, go to roast. Okay. But you see, it's just, it's those simple steps of obedience. Doesn't always seem so simple. 
But God works these things out and he trains us with that. So when I, when I say, where's the power? For that woman, God stepped into her life and met her. And you know what? You have spheres of influence that I or others will never have it, but it's you. And how much does God want to use you, right? When we say that I'm first choice, it doesn't matter. You're God's choice. And he's the one that chooses. And he's chosen you for such a time as this. Amen? So, because I need to be obedient, I need to call out something else that, and I don't know if it applies or not, I'm just being obedient. But I'm going to speak about progressive Christianity for just a moment. And I will say this with the fear of the Lord. Progressive Christianity is a great deception in the body of Christ. Now, if you want to come up and discuss this with me later, be free. But here's, here's how I believe the enemy has taken godly principles and begun to pervert them and distort them. We need to care about the poor. Don't you care about the poor? Why should we give our tithe to a church? We need to give that to the poor. Hello. Got awfully quiet in here. Now, do we need to care about the poor? Absolutely we do. But what has happened is it's taken the focus off the gospel of Jesus Christ and put it into an agenda that dilutes the gospel because you can give someone a cup of cold water and they are still going to go to hell with water on their lips. Come on. The greatest message ever told. The cross of Jesus Christ. And it's because of the cross of Christ that we'll do these things. We'll care for the poor and the widow and the orphan and all of that. But there's something the enemy is working so profoundly in our day of division at every level. We see it in our nation. We see it in families. We see it in churches. And everybody has an agenda because I hear from God. Not everybody's right. Just saying. You know what I So how do we overcome this? Submission and surrender. They, you know, listen, when Ananias was told by the Lord, hey, there's this guy named Paul. Maybe you heard of him. Hey, wait a minute. He's the guy that killed people and put him in jail. I'm not doing... Are you sure about this? Yeah, I've got, I've got something for him. I've got to go. I got to show him something. Ananias had to submit and surrender to the Lord and take a step of faith that he was hearing from Jesus. And he delivered this message. And of course, you know, we know the rest of the story. How uh, God used Paul. But I'm just saying, let us not get distracted with things that are taking us away from the simplicity and the purity of the gospel. Amen? Are those issues important? Of course they are. God cares. I mean, if we're going to do it, then we have to go all the way. Should we talk about how many babies were, were murdered last year? Should we talk about how many women and children were sex trafficked all across the world? It's horrific. But what's going to change that is the power of the cross and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that means you and I have to be about the Father's business. The overflow of our life in Christ will do these things, right? We will, because we should be bearing the fruit of the Spirit. And we have to, we, it's just not business as usual, church. We need His power. And when we gather, you know what? That is, I, this worship team, they are gifted and they are anointed. And I'm like, praise God. But when I came into the room, now does that mean I'm so spiritual? And, no, but I know his presence. I know when he comes. 
And I know when there's a lot of, a lot of excitement, is it terrible? It's not terrible because there's a hunger in your heart because you want to encounter Jesus. But it has to be more than just winding up some excitement. Do you know his presence when he comes? I'm sure all of you have heard on how do you discover counterfeit money versus real money. If you handle the real stuff enough, you're going to eventually find the counterfeit. Our adversary is a lot smarter than we are. A lot smarter. He's very crafty. You know what? I can't outwit him and outsmart him. And so, but if I don't know what the presence of the Lord is like, how does it say that in the scripture that the spirit expressly says in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. They were in the faith, beloved, but something got in it and began to deceive them and take them away from walking with Jesus. We've heard a lot. I've been hearing a lot of talk lately about the great falling away. Are we in the middle of it now? Look at how many... Hey, listen, I can do, I can do God on my own. Me and Jesus, we're mates. I go in the woods. Woo-hoo. Okay, wonderful. That's great. But you still have to be with a body of believers. Amen? Praise God. And when we come to church, you know, we're coming with all our baggage, all our warts and spots and wrinkles. It's true. However... The one who is resurrected ought to be living in us. And people, what sets us apart? When I say set us apart from the rest of culture and society, it's got to be the love of God, the love, his power, a changed life. You know, Peter rebuked Paul, or Paul rebuked Peter because Peter would act one way around the Jews, another way around the Gentiles, and Paul calls him out on it. Hey, dude, that's not in the Bible. That's a paraphrase. Italics mine. (laughs) but it's like, come on, our character, when we go through trials, because everyone in this room has gone through a trial. Some of you are going through some pretty intense trials, but it is not for no reason at all. Because God said that he was going to work everything to our good. Amen. And so for our light to shine, For his presence to come, like when that sister, when she began to prophesy, man, you could feel, I could feel his presence begin to, I could feel a real lift coming in the room. That's what the prophetic does. And I will just say this, if your church is not making room for the expression of prophecy and then the operation of the gifts, pray, pray into it. You know, but the thing is, here's what happens. We're afraid of what lost people are going to think when they come into the house. Ooh. Sorry, I got big feet and I step on toes. It just happens. I hope it's done in love. However, tongues are for unbelievers. Prophecy is for believers. It's the building of up. And and the thing is, is we want, of course, we want things decently and orderly because God is a God of order. Look at your body. You were put together. You're wonderfully and fearfully made. If something's out of place, you're going to look, if the eye was like right here and everybody else, okay, that's kind of freaky. They'd make a movie out of you. But for the Spirit of God to come, to say, yes, God is here. And it takes seasoned men and women of God to know how to host and cultivate the presence of God. You know, more than just a visitation, we want His habitation of His presence. Amen? We want to have a place that when you come in, and you come into the house, 
It's like, is it to be so reverent that you can't sneeze or giggle? But something that you can feel the presence of God manifesting. Because your encounter with Jesus changes everything. Amen? I can stand up here all day and say stuff, and it'd be good stuff. It might be godly stuff. might even be biblical stuff. But your encounter with Jesus is going to change you. Amen? Now, I've had some... Well, now, Pastor Jeff, you're, you're trying to get people wound up in an experience. Listen, Jesus is a person. You experience His presence. You experience peace. Amen? Praise God. So... Think about what God has done in you. What is he doing in you? When you go home, write down what you believe you're hearing God say. Why not? My wife and I were uh, on vacation uh, here a few months ago, a much-needed one. And uh, she was up bright and early, and she went out onto the balcony, and the Lord just started speaking to her. She was just writing. And she shared with me after I got up what the Lord spoke to her. Man, I was in tears. It was so encouraging. And it was encouraging to her because of how the Lord was ministering to her. And it's like if she had not been, if she had not taken that step of faith, I don't think she would have ever delivered that. And it really encouraged me. And how much more does God want to use you? He's no respecter of persons. Amen? Man, listen, that whole thing about the donkey and Balaam and... Listen, right? <laughs> he wants to. He's given us His Holy Spirit... Not for us to be entertained, but that we would go change a world. He took some fishermen that were untrained, uneducated, but they went to uh, Acts 4.13 University, (laughs) right? They spent time with Jesus. You cannot substitute time with Him. Because it's in that time with Him, He does something inside of you. And then when we go out there, hopefully people are encountering the living God through you. What if, I mean, really, what if you go into a coffee shop or a restaurant or whatever, and it's like, Lord, is there someone here you want to touch? Is there someone you want to encourage? Take a baby step. This isn't about success or failure, body. This is about obedience or disobedience. And Jesus told us we can't put the basket on top of the light, Right? You have been created with a specific purpose. And he wants to use you. That's why he poured out his spirit on all his sons and daughters. He's availed us. He's given it to us for the asking. Amen? And we cannot afford in these days to have a powerless church. We can't. There's too much at stake. You know, one of the things I do is also, uh, I serve as a chaplain part-time with the Sarp County Sheriff's Office. And I will tell you this, if you hear one scream from a mom who found their child hanging in their closet, I believe that's the the scream that's heard in hell. I I still hear this, and I can't escape it, because it is so piercing and so gut-wrenching. And when I heard that, of course my heart broke, but then I'm thinking, how many countless souls are in hell, screaming, begging for one more opportunity to repent. One more chance to hear the gospel. How can we be silent, church? We can't. We have the creator of the universe backing us. Come on. What kind of loss is there? Right now, hopefully, they're not going to throw us in jail for that. It may come. I heard someone that just on the news uh, today or yesterday that 
they were wanting to boycott somebody. The guy on t- the pillow guy. You know the, the pillow guy. He's the, he's the guy that shows up in those people's bathroom and they open the mirror. Ah! He's lucky he doesn't get shot. <laughs> but because he wears a cross. They're wanting, I mean, people are calling to boycott his business. Can you imagine? It's not going to stop, beloved. It's not going to stop. So we need to come to the reality that we're living on borrowed time. And the Lord has spoken to us. There have been time after time after time. I've heard the Lord say, I will have mercy on you for yet time and time and time and a half. And then judgment's going to fall. It's sobering. And we need to be about the Father's business. We have to go out and share the gospel. We have our ticket. We've got our passport. If you're born again, woo, praise God. We're in. But there's a lot of people in our city. They're not here on Sunday. They're not in churches anywhere. And they may have a form of spirituality, but they don't have Jesus. And that's where you and I get to come in. Amen? Praise God. Jesus said this to us. He said, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. Now, we might have to settle an issue of, do you believe? Do you believe God wants to use you? Because he does. He wants to manifest his life and his glory in you and through you to a dark and dying world. Because you and I are his ambassadors. Amen? Praise God. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they'll cast out demons. How many of you are doing that on a regular basis? Oh, wait, wait. No, hey, listen, that's not mine. That's Pastor Chris's deal. Don't you come in here talking that devil talk now. Is it true or not? Well, let's find somebody else to do it. Because <laughs> it's messy. And I spoke down in a church in uh, Friend, Nebraska. And I was working at a Christian at KGBI at the time, and which meant I was still getting up at 3 o'clock in an ungodly hour in the morning. And we left that meeting at 11.30 at night and had a two-hour drive back home. And I'll say this. This is just a little... I told my wife, I said, listen, honey, if you get tired, wake me up. But I'm going to catch a little snooze. And I, I just remember I hear this. I'm like, what is that? I look over there and she's slapping herself. Hey, hey, stop the car. I'm awake. <laughs> I was awake. Oh, glory to God, I was awake. Woo! Yeah, pure adrenaline all the way back to the friendly confines of Papillion. But what happened in that meeting, I, the Lord gave me a word about a woman having some stomach issues. And this lady came forward, very nice lady, start praying, power of God hits her and a man's voice comes out of her. I'm like, you shut your mouth and come out of her and da da. And I'm like, Sherry, come. Sherry. <laughs> well, she had not been exposed to anything like that. And you know what? If you've never seen a demon manifest like that, a little trippy. It's like, baby, you don't have to be afraid. You and Jesus are still the, minor, uh, the majority here. So, yeah. But what's going to happen when demons manifest around you and you're in public? Oh, let me call Pastor Chris. She'll know what to do. <laughs> let me call Bud. He'll know what to do. <laughs> well, Jesus said, you'll cast out demons. 
you drink anything deadly, it won't hurt you. You'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. This thing about, uh, about uh, drink anything deadly and won't hurt you. I was in China and I was there teaching English. And uh, this guy, he was, he was in his 80s. He was an American guy, but he was by far the most demonized individual I've ever met. And anyway, he wanted uh, some people to come and wanted him to have to talk and all this. And so I took a couple of the students and we went and uh, this guy starts in. And every time I started quoting scripture or saying the name of Jesus or the blood of Jesus, he'd start screaming. No, and he'd just, I mean, just go crazy. And then he'd go for me to one of the students and they'd do the same thing. And this guy went crazy. Well, they brought up a cup of tea. Gave us a cup of tea, and uh, I was going to drink, and the Lord said, bless it, because it's been poisoned. Now, that was a thought that came. I'm like, I'd rather err on the side of caution. Lord Jesus, bless this cup. Nothing's going to hurt me in Jesus' name. (laughs) Well, if I'm wrong, then nothing hurt, right? Five minutes later, he starts laughing. Ha, ha, ha. You're going to be dead in five minutes. That was poisoned. I said, no, I'm not. You don't have that authority. You don't have that power. So there, and it got to the point we just, it's like, hey, you know what? We're not doing this anymore. We're out of here. Dasbadanya, Silanyeba, bye-bye. But this is the power. We live in a day, are you praying over your food that none of the diseases of Egypt will manifest in your body? There's chemicals put in the ground. Now, are you, Jeff, you're taking this way too far. Am I? Monsanto, I'm just saying, they put stuff in the ground. We deal with more cancer now than I think any other time I can ever remember. We have got to have that authority and that power about seeing people healed and set free. And it's not just for a couple of people to do this. These signs will follow those who believe. So do you believe? You don't have to answer me. I'm, I'm just posing you the question. You really need to do business with God on this. And if you struggle with believing, it's okay. Admit it, but let's do something about it tonight. Why not? Por qué no? Any se habla espanol? No one? (laughs) Si. Okay. (laughs) Si. As you read on in that verse in Mark, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. We preach the gospel, God's going to do something. That's why it's critical that we share the gospel. And then these other things will happen. Listen, it took six men filled with the Holy Spirit, operating in miracles and signs and wonders to wait on tables. Hello. Tell me about their credentials. Oh, wait. Yeah, that whole Acts 4.13 thing, right? Right on. Listen, it's for you and I. Heaven come down. Listen, there we go. What did Jesus say? When you go, heal the sick and say, the kingdom of heaven has come. The kingdom of God has come near you. Amen? Praise God. Just a guy that said yes to Jesus. All right. John 14, 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. That's pretty powerful stuff. Why not? Why not? He's the one that gets the glory. We're just his vessels. There is no glory we can touch on any of this stuff. Amen? 
It's Him that gets the glory. But He's given us. We heard the prophetic word. I've given you all things through my spirit, or through my divine spirit. Everything pertaining to life and godliness in Christ Jesus. Everything. Everything we need, He's provided. And it's like when the end of days comes, I don't want the Lord to say, Jeff, I had so much more I wanted to do. Because you were fearful, you didn't do this. Because you were fearful, you did. No. What is my reputation? It's in his hands. Amen? We walk in obedience. And God knows what's in our heart. He knows. So we can get free from the performance aspect and the expectations. We can just walk in obedience. And we take that step of faith. Say, well, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I missed on anything tonight, forgive me. I'm not trying to be some hot shot. I'm just trying to take steps of faith and trust that I'm hearing from the Father and what He wants to do. Amen? Praise God. All right. Jeremiah 6.16, and we're going to bring this in for a landing because I really feel like we need to get back into praying because there's impartation that, wants, that I believe the Lord wants to do. But uh, the Scripture says, Thus says the Lord, Stand in the ways and see... And ask for the old paths where the good way is and walk in it and you'll find rest for your souls. No shortcuts. No shortcuts. What is the old ways? Well, I believe it's fasting and prayer. Surrender. Submission. These are words not very popular in our day. Especially when I'm doing weddings and I talk about that path where wives submit to... What? <laughs> But Jesus is our head. We can trust him. And if we want to see God move, we have to step off the throne of our lives. It's not enough just to have Jesus for fire insurance. It's not enough just to get our ticket to heaven and, man, we're good to go, right? But stand in the old paths. There's a way. Praying, seeking God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. It's simple. It's, this stuff isn't complicated. I'm not a rocket surgeon. I stayed at a Holly Dinn Express. My wife hates when I say that. Don't you, Blondie? <laughs> she does. <laughs> I think it's funny. I crack myself up. But, but that, whole, that whole thing, it's like, listen, seek God with all of your heart. You'll find him. Sometimes it takes a little pressing to, to get in and, and seek and to find. You know, and we're always, I'm just saying it because these are the things God's stirring in my heart. What's your church's vision statement? Well, to know God and make Him known. That's great. It is. It's simple. It's true. The vision of the church has not changed in 2,000 years. Love God. Love your neighbor. Go make disciples. If I had a mic, just know it would be dropped and exit stage left. (laughs) God doesn't change, beloved. Where are the watchmen in the house? Watchmen, would you stand? If If you're an intercessor, a watchman. Well, I don't care what church, for whatever church. Praise God. Praise God. May the living God pour a fresh fire upon you. May you learn to not give him any rest as you cry out before his throne. May you continue to call forth the things that are not as if they were. May the Lord release the gifts of the Spirit as you make prophetic declarations. May he reveal to you through the word of knowledge and the gift of discerning of spirits. 
Lord, because some of the watchmen have fallen asleep on the wall. And like it says in Isaiah, the dogs have come in. May it not be so. Lord, strengthen these people. Strengthen them, Father. Strengthen them in the name of the Lord. Strengthen them with power and might in the name of Jesus. Encourage them. Lord, they have a hidden ministry, but it's revealed to you. Lord, they're in the furnace and they're cranking on it in prayer and fasting and crying out. Lord, may they operate in a gift of faith. Like when in Acts 12, when, when they were praying for Peter to be released. Whew, glory. May they not be surprised when you answer. Lord, I'm asking for a level of faith to be released upon them in the name of Jesus. That it's not just a bunch of words, but they would see the things are not because they have the eyes of faith. May the prophets rise up in the house, Lord, in the name of Jesus. May the apostles rise up in the name of Jesus. May the evangelists come forth in the name of Jesus. Lord, if the hour is now, the hour is now, Father, in the name of Jesus, for your people to be empowered and equipped and released and sent forth, whether it's through the four corners of the city, of their neighborhood, or to the ends of the earth. It is that time, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we need you, Lord. You do not change. You do not change. Worship team, would you mind wake, making your way back up here when you get a moment? You can go ahead and be seated. Jesus. An encounter with him changes everything. Go through the Gospels. Man, the woman that wasn't going to be denied to touch the hem of his garment. The blind guys crying out. Didn't care who heard what. Jesus, son of David, have mercy. That's not very dignified. And they were like, shh, 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 shh. Zip it. I got a whole bag of with your name on it. But they couldn't be denied. The woman that broke through the house of the religious. She came and she knelt down and she began to weep over his feet and took her hair down and wiped, her, wiped his feet. Come on. How desperate are you for Jesus? No pressure. This isn't about a performance, but really, are you desperate for his presence? Are you desperate to see him move in your life, in your family, in your communities? If you really love people, you'll cry out for them because you don't want any of those. You don't ever want to hear that scream. I'm telling you, one scream, it'll, it'll change you. And not for the sake of hearing it. But man, can you imagine? God has put you in people's lives. How do you love on them? Listen, you know, we can come in like a bull in a china shop, but man, love wins. Love is a very irresistible force. And people are going to feel like they're with a used car salesman if you're not genuine about it. No offense to used car salesman. Just a stereotype. I don't mean any disrespect on that but you know a say anything kind of person i'm sorry i really didn't want to offend you but that was that was not my intent but you understand the principle that's not very loving to put people down i didn't mean to to express it like that so please forgive me but you cannot fake love and listen we can do a lot of things but if we don't have love what are we clanging symbol but you and I have been created for much more than this amen amen hallelujah Jesus Jesus 
there's a woman in here who has a daughter. Um, if I'm, what I'm hearing, what I heard, what I believe I heard the Lord say is that uh, you have a teen daughter. Uh, she's artistic. She might even have multicolored hair, but she's been going through a season of rebellion, maybe some drugs, or maybe she's conflicted, but really come, um, want to pray over you. Don't be bashful. If that's you, if that's you, if you have a daughter that's like that, you do? Okay, we want to pray for you, okay? Praise God. Jesus. on you here for just a moment and see if there's anything else. Anything else, Lord. Your power. Lord, we need to be so filled with you. We so need to know your presence. When you walk into the room, when you're close, thank you, Father. could have a, a couple of folks head to this dear lady whose uh, daughter is in rebellion and who's just going through some stuff. Would you gather around her? We're going to pray for her. Um, if you need healing in your body, say is that he is he has made you a fire starter lord we're asking for the impartation of faith it's like your encouragement to the body lord may it be infectious and light other hearts on fire because it's something it's who you are it's not even something you try at jesus well we've got a lot of folks that need healing so logistically this could be very interesting but um, one of the things that I believe is really critical is that when you take steps of faith and use what God's given you, so for those of you remaining seated, guess what? It's time to get busy. Really. I mean, God wants to use you. Amen. This isn't about, well, the Jeff Kaiser show and he's going to come and no, I'll pray for who God's leading. And of course, you know, my heart would be to pray for every single one of you because that's, that's just my heart. 
but I don't think he's going to let me do that tonight. Because this is about equipping you. There's when you're, It's like when you take, you're waiting for the anointing to come, but I say to you, when you go, the anointing will be there. Amen? These signs will follow those who believe. Do you believe? Come on. Just don't come with doubt in your heart. Doubt and unbelief are very different, but trust God. It's not your responsibility to heal. Amen? So, church, let's do some stuff. Let's have a little fun in the kingdom. I don't mean that irreverently, but man, trust that God's going to use you and speak to you. Amen? All right. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, there's a lot of your sons and daughters here that need a touch. They need to have healing manifest in their bodies in the name of Jesus. 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 Lord, we don't have to beg for it. Hallelujah. But it's already done in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we speak life to this pancreas in the name of the Lord. Oh, good God. Life, 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 life in the name of Jesus. Oh, good God. Good God. Bring your healing touch here in the name of Jesus. Ooh, praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, good God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Your healing touch, Lord. Yep, there we go. Yeah, praise God. Woo, good God. Hallelujah. I love it. Jesus touched her. I didn't have to. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
us in the name of Jesus. Is there, is there a woman in here that, want, that has been trying to get pregnant but cannot? Sure. Okay. Release, 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 
from a touch from the Lord. Receive it by faith. Lay a hold. Lay a hold by faith in the name of Jesus. It's your encounter with Jesus. Your encounter. Yes. Yes. There are giftings that he has for you tonight. Ask for them, beloved. Ask for them. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Ask. There is nothing impossible for him. Nothing. Some of you have been waiting for your calling to come. And I, I believe he's saying, take your steps of faith and surrender. Take your steps of faith and surrender. Hallelujah. Receive it. Receive it. If you come looking to a man, you'll receive nothing from the man. But if you come to Christ, he will give you everything. It's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's his good pleasure. Amen. Jesus. Jesus. Yes. 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 We want to speak life. Resurrection life over heart issues in the name of Jesus. Resurrection life and resurrection power over heart issues. Over valve issues in the name of Jesus. Over improper rhythms in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord, we speak life. Life and health. There's a demonic attack against hearts. Because it would be symbolic of the heart of every follower to begin to give up, to be discouraged. But we speak life. We speak life and power in the name of Jesus. For the ones that are struggling with chronic illness. For those of you, for the one in here, there's, there's maybe a couple of you struggling with chronic illness. We destroy the spirit of infirmity and cancel that assignment in the name of Jesus. We cancel that assignment. We cancel it. And we declare that today is a new day. Today's a new day of resurrection life and resurrection power. It is not part of your heritage in the name of Jesus. It is not part of your heritage. Your heritage is the fullness of Christ. A joint heir with Christ and a provision that he has given you all things pertaining to life and godliness in Christ Jesus. 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 Whoa, Jesus. Yep, yep, yep. Praise God. Yep, yeah, praise God. In the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Yep, that which is chronic. We cancel the assignment. We destroy the curse because Jesus became the curse for you, sister. Yeah. And even now, there's the Lord's preparing a new wineskin, sister, to walk in the new way. You've struggled for so long. You've struggled for so long. Today is the day of salvation. Today, today, and the Lord knows that you've only had but very few glimmers of hope. But the God, who is the creator of heaven and earth, he is the one that fights for you, sister. He is the one that fights for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he will work all that which has been against you for your good, for your good, for his glory. For his glory in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Lay hold of it. It's better that he touch you than anybody else, right? There's, I'm telling you, I believe there's a grace in here. Ask. 
and it will be given. Ask and it will be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be open to you. Come on, you're his kid. You're his child. You're a joint heir with Christ. It's his pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now there's a there's it's a time to ask. Ask while he might be found. Hallelujah. Lord, release a grace to believe for the most extravagant and the most impossible thing, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God.